so yeah, I've been thinking a bunch about narrative. One of the reasons that I've been thinking about that um, is because this year I am going to be doing some theology study part-time alongside Blueprint Mahi, which is, um, I guess, a response to the fact that about a year and a half ago, um, someone had a picture for me which um, like hit in a place where I was like, I know I need to do some more theology study. Um, and I enrolled for some courses last year, and it was about the middle middle of March, early March, middle of March, and I just had this realisation of like, I have put too much in my year. Um, we had just moved house for like the third time that summer as um, a crew. Um, um, the kind of like public announcement of Scotty and Anna's marriage ending um, had come out, and it was just like quite heavy, big time, and I was like, those assignments are not going to get done. And so that um, kind of like uh, need to do some study um, had to get parked for last year, um, but I've put it more centrally into this year. And so as part of that, I have been reading a book over the summer, um, and part of that book um, talks about the different genres of the Bible and how so much of the Bible is full of story. It's about the tales of different people's lives and about God's activity in them and about the, the stories of God um, in individual lives which become part of bigger movements of God through collections of people and different contexts and cultures which is part of an even bigger story that God's telling. And so I've been thinking about that a bunch um, over the last little while and so I'm going to be bringing some things about narratives tonight. So um, a couple of just yarns from the week around this. Um, one is that I've recently got way more into Instagram stories. Um, I attempted to um, do an Instagram story of the whole journey of me setting up a worm farm um, this week because, yeah, that's, that's the content that the punters need, you know. Um, how does one set up a worm farm? I would have known better if I had seen someone else's Instagram story about that. Sadly, um, my phone died partway through um, that journey of the story, and so most people think that we're, we've plateaued at the point where I've done the compost preparation, but actually the worms are fully in the farm now, so I'm sorry that nobody got the kind of completion of that narrative. And that, that's something that happens in the Bible quite a lot. We don't kind of know, yeah, what's going on in that narrative. We're, something's happening here. Um, that's not the point. So that was, that was one way that I was thinking about story this week. <laughs> um, luckily, my phone has like temporarily resurrected, um, but I think I'm going to have to get a new one. <laughs> it's really not working well. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. Here we are. Um, so yeah, each day, a number of us catalog the day in our Instagram stories, or we look into other people's stories of the day. And there's certain ways that we communicate about who we are through what we present. And a lot of us are quite aware of this, that, um, you know, there's kind of jokes about, like, what gets in the photo and then what goes all around the photo. You know, it's like, oh, I did this beautiful baking and it's like looks real pristine. And then you, like, zoom out and the rest of the kitchen is just carnage and there's, like, you know, kids running around. And it's, like, just absolutely nuts. But what makes it into the story is, oh, you know, was really beautiful baking and so wholesome. So there's these different um, ways we present story, um, snapshots that we get, um, and we have to do quite a bit of work, and we have to know, um, we have to read deeply, 
and we have to know the people well in order for the snapshots of the story to make sense. And so, yeah, in this year, um, I'm going to be going on this journey of engaging far more deeply with the Bible than I ever have. Um, and as part of that, it's what's important is that I get to know, and what you guys are going to get to know, is some of the different genres of scripture. And one of those genres is story, is narrative, and a big part of the Old Testament in particular is story and narrative. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot that we're going to be engaging with as a community around that over the coming little while. So I've made some visuals for us. Just um, It's summer, and I want to ease us into kind of content. Um, so I've made some visuals um, just to help us as we think about um, the narratives that are in Scripture and how we can understand those. So here's this beautiful picture to help you guys out. Wow. Um, so last year, we did a series called The Five Marks of Mission. Hands up if you were present for some of that. Yeah, a good crew. Now, who was present for the Sunday that was about creation? We we're talking about creation. It was on Zoom, so it's quite hard to remember. Like, everything feels like it's the same on Zoom. Um, you're like, was that a lecture or was that church? Was that bingo with my family? Um, we talked about creation, and in um, that sermon, I introduced this idea that the big arc of God's story is a play in five parts. Does that ring a bell for anybody? A little bit, a little bit. So we have this big story, the ultimate narrative, the redemptive arc of God's activity in the world. And that story begins with the first act is creation. God shows who they are as a creative being that longs to make and enjoy what they have made. Um, so that's the, the opening act, if you will, of God's story. And then the second part of um, that ultimate narrative is the fall, is this um, creation not living into the fullness that God intended of um, sin entering the world and that separation of creation um, from their creator. That's act two. And then the third act is God re-entering the scene and choosing a group of people to journey with as part of their ongoing journey to um, be at work and connected to the lives of all people. So this third scene, um, different people categorize this in different ways, but one way you can think of it is about the people of Israel. So God starts off with a man and his wife and their family and then rolls with that group of people for a long time through thick and thin um, until the point um, where we get the fourth act, which is God re-entering um, in a big way the world through Jesus. So Jesus is the fourth act. Um, God coming and say, I've journeyed with a particular people. Um, yeah, some people are smiling at the visuals. What do, we, what do you think we've got here? Baby Jesus, yeah. This is how I draw babies. If you want advice on drawing, you can see me after. I know some people are art students here, but um, this is how you do it, people. That is how you draw a baby. Um, what do you think this is? Second. Oh, come on. This is good for my ego. What about this? Pardon? Jesus, what did other people say? Nathan. Nathan. I did think that. Oh, frankly, I did think that. Um, but he's wearing, he's wearing robes, and I've not yet seen Nathan wear robes, even though I've lived with him for like three years. 
Um, and then what's this? The cross, slang it. Um, this is so good for my ego, everybody. I am an artist. Um, so we have the fourth scene is Jesus and um, Jesus' work um, in the world, showing um, what it is to be in full, fully human um, and fully connecting with God and showing a way to live in the world um, and then dying on the cross to overcome um, the fall from scene two. And then another way we can think about the fifth act is of the church. So what have we got here? What was that, Daniel? Just I, all I heard was Murgle, Murgle. <laughs> he doesn't know. Okay, we'll work on that later. What do other people think we've got here? <laughs> A birdhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pardon? Oh, whoa. Okay, yeah, that's deeper than I was going. Uh, <laughs> surfboard and leaves. Wine and the bread, Naomi, so good. Yeah, we've got, we've got the wine and the bread of people gathering around, gathering in the hospitality of Jesus together. Pardon? <laughs> now, this is wine and bread. Come on, guys. Yeah, I love it. Okay, this is actually just people, houses, and kind of bread and wine. But Paul and his crew at Lydia's house, the kind of build build your life on the rock, lots of things. The church is um, God's work in the world through people and people gathering and people making plans to bless the world and to live into the fullness that Jesus demonstrated. So that is the act we find ourselves in now. Each one of us is the church, but each one of us alone isn't the church because we are the church together with one another. We are the church together with um, our brothers and sisters around the world and in partnership with God um, who's active in the world. And so this is this ultimate narrative. This is the big story. And right now we are in the fifth act where we are improvising and we are riffing and figuring out how to live um, into this redemption era of um, God um, giving us his Holy Spirit, guiding us, directing us, and inviting us to partner with him in bringing Jesus' kingdom in the world. So we, we're kind of living in the fifth part of this top thing but we each are individuals so you know on Friday I built a worm farm that's my little story of something I did on Friday and I'm all the way down here um, living my little story but I am part of this community and I am part of God's work and purposes in Wellington um, and am part of the Anglican Fano. I'm given um my own personality and my own life and my experience as my individual story to be part of this bigger major narrative of what God is doing here and now and with others. And that in itself is part of this bigger, ultimate redemptive narrative that God is at work in. Does that make sense? So each of you guys has a story and each of you guys will have things that you're thinking about for the year. The story that maybe you're hoping to write with God this year, the things you're wondering, you know, what's going to come about. And those things, God is inviting you to have your life and your story be part of a bigger group of people's story here in the city and in the places you're located. And that's part of an even bigger thing that God is doing. And so I've been thinking about that. 
And I've been thinking about how that is the story we see in Scripture. There's the big arc, and then there's the kind of major themes of God's movement through different eras and epochs of history. And then there's the individual stories of one person and what God's been doing in their life. Another thing that I was thinking about is um, how when I was 16, I um, uh, was picking my classes for NCEA, and um, for one reason or another, and this still surprises me that I chose this at the time, but I decided um, to learn Te Reo and do NCA level five, um, even though I was in kind of NCA level six, but I d- definitely didn't have enough knowledge, so I decided to just jump in. And in that time, I um, learnt, be- began to learn more um, about how um, I had a worldview and how that worldview was very Pākehā and how um, the Māori worldview um, saw a lot of things differently. And one of the things that um, has really stood with me from that is that um, in the Pākehā worldview, um, we think about the new year and we look at it and it's this open space um, that kind of moves out in front of us. And in Te Ao Māori, the way you think about the future is like you're rowing and that you're going backwards because um, what you can see is where you've come from, what you can see is your tupuna and um, their stories, who they are and what that informs in you. But you actually don't know what's happening tomorrow or the next day or the day after that. And so um, it's by looking back that you you move forward. And um, at the time I was really like humbled to learn about that and I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense because... We actually only know what's been and not what's coming next. I was like, oh, wow. Um, And I guess as I've been reading this book for uni over the summer, here it is, um, what what they encourage us in is as um, followers of Jesus that the, the Bible is the stories of people that we come from and are connected to. And actually, um, I feel really challenged, and I want to extend that challenge to you guys, to learn the stories of um, the individuals um, in Scripture and to know um, their stories and let those inform you as you move into the new year. Uh, To look back at where God has been at work in the world, um, to learn from the stories of other individuals um, and to let that inform you into what goes on next so yeah just a challenge that I've I've been feeling personally and wanted to bring to you guys and I thought um, one cool way that we could maybe participate in that together an individual in scripture who we could start with um, is the character of Ruth and the book of Ruth Um, so I thought that one would be a goodie for a number of reasons one um, because it features romance two because it's quite a short book Three, um, because Scotty shared about it late last year, so there might be a little bit of that like percolating in your mind from, from that if you were there. And four, because it's got a female protagonist, and I saw how everybody got really hyped about the all-female um, yachting squad, so we know that blueprinters love a female protagonist. Um, so what I would want to encourage you guys um, in, in thinking about this is this week... Um, to engage with that individual narrative of Ruth and her family. It's like a five-chapter book. 
um, maybe read it a few times through, think about who are these people? What was going on for them? Where did they live? How would that have felt? Just kind of like you would read any story, um, an autobiography or a fiction, like engage with the characters and come to church next Sunday and we're going to um, dive into the story, see what we've learned and I'll pull together um, some other thoughts around that story and we'll see what God says to us from um, connecting with somebody, somebody's story um, who we're given in Scripture. Cool? So um, that, uh, that is kind of that part for now. Um, but what we're going to do right now is we're going to connect with an individual story um, of somebody that's in the room. Um, and we're going to hear about kind of where they've been and where they're going. Um, I'm going to celebrate them. Um, so I'd like to welcome up um, the very excellent, um, recently presidented Tessa Guest. <laughs> Woohoo! I wasn't sure if I could still call you the president because I can't. Forever. So Tessa was president lady um, at Massey, but she's not anymore. But you'll still always be president in my heart, Tessa. So, um, yeah. Um, just love to hear from you, mate, about kind of what's been happening and where you're going. So, Thank you. Seamless transition from the storyteller, Rose Morris. You are an expert. Um, this was impromptu, so I don't have anything amazing to say. But um, yes, I am someone who's been part of this community for four years um, and have been really blessed to be amongst all the stories in this room, a lot of the stories in this room, um, <laughs> not all of them, and have been so blessed um, to grow and to learn in my faith and um, to learn about hospitality and to learn about being connected to the neighbourhood and all those sorts of things. Um, and I'm now in a place of um, looking for something new and fun and different. Um, I guess coming out of a really big year of being a president. Um, and I'm about to move to Ototahi next week to Christchurch, um, which I'm, yeah, I'm calling it the 2022 gap year. Um, don't know if it really will be or not, um, don't really know what I'm getting into, don't have a flat or a job or anything, but um, yeah, I think something that I feel really drawn to um, after this um, season of life is um, finding out how to rest a little bit better, which I'm sure everyone can relate to. Um, so yep, changing islands is a, is a start, um, and I'm really hopeful that um, God will lead me in that um, journey, and I hope to be back um, not too, you know, far in the future. But that's me. Oh, thanks, Tessa. Um, yeah, so Tessa said to me when, when she, you know, made the call to go that she wasn't, like, properly leaving. So I, I'm someone that takes accountability really seriously. Um, and so I've just been rolling really hard on the accountability for Tessa for that. So, you know, we're all just going to be encouraging her to have the best time um, down south and then also to maybe just be back here um, this time next year. And if you decide to kind of properly, you know, make the move, Tessa, we'll get you back for a leaving gig. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm in denial that Tessa's leaving the island, um, as you can tell. Um, but I think it would be really great for us to pray for you because, um, yeah, you're off on a new adventure and we want to bless you and we really love you. So, yeah, I want to celebrate you as you as you head off. Um, so I think we'll just, we'll just have you up here and have people pray out from where you are, but we'll just take some time to pray. Pray for Tessa now. Cool. Um, Zoe, do you want to kick us off, mate? Yeah. Great. <laughs> 